just a, a random Billy Joel love fest for some reason. I know. I haven't talked that much about Billy Joel since I was a, a much <laughs> younger man. I know. What, well, were you the since angry I was young a man? boy? I was the angry young man. That's a great song. Are we going to get into? <laughs> we're going to talk about turnstiles on this episode. <laughs> New York State of Mind. Uh, such a good song. That's a, oh, that's a great song. That's a great song. So is um, so is Say Goodbye to Hollywood. Oh yeah, that's the one. That's the original one. That's the it's got the original. I I prefer the the songs in the attic version, which is on greatest hits. Yes, I actually prefer the turnstiles version. Really, I, I think they're. It's a great song, regardless. It stands up. Yes, I I mean don't get me wrong. I like both. Mm-hmm. Um, I I grew up with the greatest hits version, so I think that's maybe why I lean towards turnstiles more a little bit. But the greatest hits version is the songs in the attic version. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's the greatest hits songs in the act version that I grew up with. Yeah. So when I heard the Turnstiles version, I was like, "Oh, this is." It's a little more organic. Yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, as we were saying off mic, um, yeah, I went to I went to see Endgame again today. I have also now seen Endgame twice. Yes. And it's hard not to. So I guess we should, if, since we're going to talk about this. Okay, well let's okay, let's do a couple of things. Yeah. Let's do the intro sooner than twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah. Uh I think actually last time we might have gone an entire hour before uh before introing <laughs> the show. Did we even intro last week? It I was, don't know that we did. It felt so free and organic that it was. We just started talking. We I just know. mics rolling, a couple of friends, talking Billy Joel, talking talking good place. Yeah. Um but this is what the fork. I'm, I'm Jared. I'm Jason. And uh, I'm at LTD underscore engagement on Twitter. I'm Jason E. Kyle, K-E-I-L, on the Twitter. And you follow those accounts for some witty-ass banter. Yep. You can also follow the show at What the Fork Pod on also Twitter on, and the Instagrams. On Insta. Yeah. When, so is, that may be the first time that I've publicly said Insta, because I actually do not enjoy abbreviating things like that. um but please leave your reviews leave uh your your hopefully five stars glowing just recommending us to your friends and family and neighbors uh on apple Podcasts, stitcher spotify all that sort of thing oh i do want to address something real quick since we're we're in the intro phase here i want to address the ads because i ran them for one week Mm mm-hmm and here's the thing. This is me speaking as a co-proprietor of Hoot & Waddle, which is the company that pays for and produces, and it's the umbra under which, under which all podcasting and publishing that is done by Hoot & Waddle is done. I, I realized that was a grand sweeping statement after I started it. It's like, all publishing and podcasting is attributed to Hoot & Waddle. I don't know how I turned into Don Pardo there. But... Anyway, it costs money. And I, I really almost never bring this up. I, I started bumping the shows at the end with a little thing saying, hey, you know, if you like what we do, maybe throw a couple of shekels our way on the Patreon and whatnot. But there's, there's costs for hosting the show uh, file-wise. There's costs for, for the, the posting and production and the the... the uh, equipment and 
all that sort of thing. So, you know, if you do like what we're doing, the best way, I'm sorry, throw us a Bitcoin. Maybe, uh, you know, so you're throwing Jared the Bitcoin. I didn't. Well, <laughs> but the thing is, especially right now, and as we're going to move into a nonprofit model anyway, since we don't have profit, um, everything goes straight back into the publishing and podcasting programs. None of it goes to me. It's all straight back into stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I it's patreon.com forward slash hootenwaddle. There are things that you get. You get free swag. Uh, you get uh, uh, at the five dollar level a month, which is not much, you know. And and you get uh, 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 an exclusive podcast every month, uh, which which varies from anything from me and my ex talking very stiltedly about uh, about Juliet naked to uh, the thing that we did a couple of weeks ago for Independent Bookstore Day. Uh, which was a great reading with with some of the Hoot and Waddle authors, um, and you know anything in between. So there's there's that exclusive podcast for people who do five dollars a month or more, and then it can go up from there. And you know you can do whatever. But uh, so I tried the ads, and I just fucking hated them. I it was like, I it, it put me out of it. I was like, as soon as you mentioned it, you're like, are we doing ads now? What what is the and I listened to our episode that week and I was like, this is, I just, I can't do this. I can do the organic me reading an ad or me like doing an off the cuff ad for something, which I've, I've done before, uh, which we did before for, yeah, for, for, Chris. for Phoenix Film Collective. Yeah. Well, I know for his, uh, Chris Ayers Creative. Yes. Um, so that sort of thing would be great too. If you want your small local business advertised, we can do that. Um, and, and and we can do it organically. But I listened to the shows that I aired that week and I heard ads for Progressive and for Domino's and for random shit that I would never, you know, give money to willingly myself. And I'm like, these have got to go. So I took them off. They're not coming back. It's not worth it to me. I have principles. I, I Unfortunately, it gets in the way of making money. But, you know, so... To that effect, if you're interested in advertising on the show or if you're interested in in helping us continue to create that sort of thing, this is not a pledge drive. This is just a little bit of a rant. You can go to patreon.com forward slash hoot and waddle and look at what we've got there. All right. Thank that you. was it. Yes. <laughs> that was uh that was that was me on my soapbox. It's been put away now. No more talk about that for the rest of the show. All right. Okay. But Okay, so back to it. We've each seen Endgame twice now. Yes. So I guess at this point we need to point out that there's probably possibly... There are going to be spoilers. spoilers. It's spoiler alert. If at this point you have not seen Endgame, hit pause, go buy a fucking ticket, watch the movie, cry, mm-hmm. and then come back and listen to to us talk about it. Because especially we waited, we waited a good, what, three weeks? Yeah. Three weeks. We waited until the spoilery uh, Spider-Man trailer dropped. So, you know, I think we did our due diligence as far yeah. as that goes. The Russo brother says it's okay. Said it's okay. Right. They said basically what, as soon as the Spider-Man like, dropped, all bets then are, all it's, bets are off. yeah, because 
again, we've given the spoiler alert. If you haven't turned us off yet, we're going to assume you're cool with whatever we're about to say. Yep. It's it's talking about the aftermath of Endgame and the death of Iron Man. And, and uh, let's face it, Daniel can't. Thanos cannot demand their silence. This is true because he is dust. (laughs) But I was going to bring this up. I figured we were talking briefly and we didn't plan anything. Um, And so it'll be interesting to see where this goes, especially as, you know, I've had a little wine as I was putting together some bookcases and I'm in a good mood and all of that sort of thing. I got to tell you guys, the apartment's really coming together. It's it's coming together. It's still hard to walk around in, but it's coming together. <laughs> um, stuff is getting out of boxes. I, I've, I've, I've battled with Ikea furniture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. So um, I, anyway... I we were we were talking about the idea, you know, there are things that we've planned for the summer, which I guess if if you hadn't noticed, we took a week off, which was precipitated by Illness Jason being sick. Yeah. <laughs> my whole um, family's ill. <laughs> and also I was dealing with a lot of shit and I'm like, you know what, it's okay, let's let's just we'll skip it. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's the reason for that. But as we were sitting here, as we know, we've got a lot of time between now and when when the show drops on Netflix. Mm-hmm. We just agreed upon a schedule. Yeah, every two weeks. Every two weeks, we're gonna we're gonna scale it back just a little bit. We're not taking a full hiatus, which was the initial plan. Yeah, uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna take just you know we're gonna do a, a less frequent, less uh, you know what do they call it grueling pace. Yeah. Um, not that this is a grueling show. I actually look forward to doing this show. This is like, this is, this is my favorite. Last week was just, oh, Jared, (laughs) (laughs) I didn't see you last week at all. And it just broke my heart. I know. It was doing your things. And yeah, you know, I was like, I really got to get this place together before Jason comes back because I want to impress him. No, no, there, there are other reasons, but, uh, um, but no, this is, this is something I genuinely look forward to. So I'm, I'm glad that we're even keeping like a biweekly production schedule for now. Yeah. So we're, we're not, we're not taking a, a ton of vacation time. We're just, we're just, you know, also we're not going to do a lot of filler episodes either. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the themes in Endgame, especially I was thinking about it as I was watching it today. Because uh, I went to go see it for the second time this afternoon. Uh, a lot of the themes in, uh, themes in the movie tie into what we, what good places are. I was I was in my head even the first time I was watching it doing a direct comparison between Thanos and Doug Forsett. <laughs> <laughs> like how so? Please tell me. Okay, so they each came up with a system. Yeah. <laughs> And they each follow it, like, to the letter. Yep. Except one system was fueled by mushrooms, and the other one was just... Was, well, who knows what kind of wackiness Thanos got onto. I'm I'm just saying. We don't know, mm-hmm. you know, what Thanos is tripping on. But uh, Thanos, clearly, it's, it's kind of similar, right? In that Doug Forsett thinks of a good and a bad place. 
And you have people that are going to go to the good place and you have people that are going to go to the bad place. And for him, though, it depends on behavior and things like that. Mm. For Thanos, it seems to me that it's much more indiscriminatory. Just a fucking, like, click of the hands and... Snap of the fingers. Snap of the fingers and half of the universe is not just humanity, but the entire universe is gone. Yeah. And let's face it, Hawkeye really got the raw deal on this one. Oh, man. Oh, man. What are the odds that in a family of five, you're going to be the one left? Yeah. like Except that it was scripted that way. But <laughs> <laughs> that's that was, that was the first hard thing to watch was just like, like oh, oh, no. Because you don't see that in the first one. Nope. There's no Hawkeye. There's there's nothing, and it opens with that. And you're like, oh, shit. His family just turned to dust. Mm-hmm. And he does not handle it especially well. No. He gets a haircut. <laughs> he gets a haircut and goes on and becomes basically a mercenary. Yeah. Um, quick, quick, oh, quick question. So yeah. There was that scene where... Um, there's a scene later on where... Um, Scarjo, um, Black Widow is talking to everyone on their screens, and she talks to War Machine, Rhodey, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle, yeah. yeah, and talking about like being in Mexico City and seeing this scene. Yeah, is he talking about Hawkeye? He is. Okay, yes, it's very clear to me at that point that he's talking about Hawkeye, okay. uh, and it was only made more clear to me when he goes to Japan. Yeah, because you know he's out there basically. He's he's essentially doing the. Uh, um, it just didn't seem clear to me from the conversation. There's a pretty clear. It's a direct comparison to another character whose name is escaping me right now. But okay. the well, kind of like the Punisher, right? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Kind of like the Punisher in that he is not killing indiscriminatorily. He is he is killing bad people. Mm-hmm. It's still wrong. He's Deadpool, but not funny. He's he's the Merc with uh, a haircut. The haircut. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was it was definitely Hawkeye that they were talking about. Okay, that's that became very clear to me. Um, now, to break from this for a minute, to get all Marvel nerdy, to get all merger nerdy. This phase of MCU is ending right as Disney has acquired Fox. Mm-hmm. So they have X-Men, they've got Deadpool, you know, they already contracted with Sony to get Spider-Man. You know, basically they can't do a standalone Hulk, but they already have uh it in, you know, contracted that they can use Hulk. Uh, and they've, you know, I think that's fine because they've they've done plenty of unsuccessful Hulk movies. Um, <laughs> I think they get Spider Man for one more movie after Far From Home. Oh, really? Yeah. And that's that's it. That's the thing. As the as the agreement stands right now, they got three movies. So it like seems to me movies, it seems say. to me that it would only behoove Sony to continue that contract. Yeah, and it's up to it's up to them, but I and 
Because and Sony still has the rights to do any of the other characters that they own, so that's why. You Who else to- does Sony own? So I think Sony actually owns two hundred or so characters. Oh, really? Yeah, because that's why you have like more minor stuff, or yeah, like that's. I think they're still going ahead with a Sinister Six movie. Oh, really? Yeah, um, and so I think at some point what they're going to attempt to do is they're going to have Tom Holland do play with Venom and these guys in his own in another movie, perhaps. I did not hear good things about Venom. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen I it have either. I no have desire to see it. I have a little bit of desire, because I, 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 I think that Tom Hardy can be good. I think he's often not, but I think he can be as lawless proved. Oh, have you seen... And Bronson. Oh, um... I haven't... Have you seen the one where he's in the car? I forget the name escapes me. Um, and it's going to bug me because I've seen it. No. Uh, oh, man. All that's coming to mind right now is Drive. It's and that is... Is Gosling. Uh, so, um, but... So, I haven't seen Venom. And I know they're thinking about doing a Sinister Six. And they're also considering... Um, I'm down for that if Michael Keaton's involved as Vulture. Yeah, I think that's the. Uh, um, so, uh, I, I for some reason I googled Ed Hardy and Tom <laughs> Hardy. <laughs> Very different. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of stuff for. Uh, um, but um, Lock, it's called Lock. L O C K E. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen it. So pretty much, it's him in a car. Okay. Driving. Having a f- several phone calls, his life is falling apart while he's driving. Like, don't get too much into details, but for about a good eight or so minutes, he holds your attention. Uh, it sounds like the Brian Cranston episode of the X Files. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't have that sci-fi element, but yeah, you're kind of on. Yeah, kind of the right track, and like I think the only other people you hear are the people he talks to on the phone, which you don't see these people. Gotcha. Um, 80 Minutes of Hardy. 80 Minutes of Hardy. Okay. Um, I mean, he's... And it's pure Hardy. He's not... Run him off! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was terrible. Yeah, like... I, You know what? Despite that, I actually liked that movie. I think there are some problems with that movie, but uh, um, Tom Hardy as Bane is not one of them. Uh, you know what? It's It was okay. I, I didn't have the same problems that a lot of other people did, you know. I don't know. I like I like the Nolan Batman's. It's yeah. I think they tried to retrofit too much. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I like Tom Hardy in Inception. Uh, oh yeah, no, that's another good one. <laughs> you gotta think bigger, dollar. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm saying, he can't be good. Lawless is probably my favorite film that I've seen him in, and I it's the see that movie. only film that I like Shia LaBeouf in. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That's about. Yeah, I can't think of a Shia LaBeouf movie. And it's got a Nick Cave and Warren Ellis score. Yeah, and the soundtrack is awesome. It's got like Mark Lanigan doing some some uh, 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 Velvet Underground songs, and oh, yeah, snap. yep. It's a good movie. I like it a lot. Need to catch that. Uh, so to, let's get back to Endgame, yes, though. Yeah. Because this is already a digression. But 
Um, well, so to kind of wrap up what I was what I was thinking about though is that um, there is potential now, especially with where X Men is, and we haven't seen, we've never seen a good Fantastic Four film, um, and we haven't heard of them from them for a while, but. Mm-hmm. That was another Fox property, right? Mm-hmm. So they've got the Fantastic Four. Um, hashtag bring back Alba. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. You're not on board with the I'm bring back Alba? I am not on board with Jessica Alba. <laughs> uh, I'm a little on board with Jessica Alba. I don't know about <laughs> as an actress, but I'm a little on board with Jessica Alba. I liked her in, remember James Cameron had that show, Dark Angel? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I liked that one. I liked that was good. a lot. Yeah, it was good. Um, and I, that might be the only thing that I actually liked she, that she was in. Yeah, she doesn't like she's good. It's just not for that. It's not for her. It's kind of white bread, yeah. right? It's not. Uh, there's not a lot of range there. There's not a lot of yeah. So, I mean, you could. I mean, we don't technically have a big bad yet. No. no for phase. For phase, what are they on? Web, three or four? Four. four? Yeah. But it's on, and from what I've read, again, knowing nothing about so much comic book plot lines, but they're setting up for Secret Invasion, I guess. Mm. Hence why you had the Skrulls and Captain Marvel. Gotcha. Um, but um, someone, I something I read said you could set up uh, Doctor Doom to be your big bad. That, so this is what I'm saying, right? Is that now, now it's 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 a back and forth thing too because we don't have to have an X Men where Magneto is the only villain, <laughs> yeah, or is the main villain. I'm I you know what I I, I like uh, Michael Fassbender, um, but I I'm I'm pretty done with with. Well, in the preview I saw, they showed a preview for Dark Phoenix before yeah. the movie today and. It doesn't seem like it seems like they're all pretty happy together, except yeah. the fact that Gene is going solely insane. I, I'm I'm a little excited about that one. Yeah. I mean, I'm cautiously excited. They've I I feel like they've done a good job with the the last few. Um, Apocalypse wasn't. I didn't like Apocalypse. It's bad. Uh, I again. But again, um. And I think they have... First Class was good. First Class is amazing. Yeah. First Class is amazing. Um, oh, Logan is fantastic. Logan's fantastic. Have you seen Black and White Logan? Uh, no. Um, it's... Yeah. Like, is there any other difference other than color? It's it's kind of like uh, Fury Road and Black and White, basically. Because I've seen Fury again, Road and Black and White, too. And I mean, there was... It's, cool. it's just, it's to me, it's something where like if they were going to do it, they should just release it theatrically because I, I get it. It's a gritty thing. It's it's in. It has a very noir feel to it. You know, it, it would have been cool to see it in black and white on the big screen, but it doesn't add a lot to it. I don't want to brag, but I have seen the black and chrome edition on the big screen. Elmo did that for a night. It sounded like a little bit of bragging. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's not like the time I saw Amy Man squeezed together. God damn it, sir. <laughs> God damn it. But, I mean, 
I, 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 yeah, I saw Black and Chrome. You have seen Amy Mann and Squeeze together. Ed Masley and Jason Woodbury have both interviewed Chris Difford. I'm like, come on. I am a bigger Squeeze fan than all of you guys put together. I won't argue that with you. <laughs> and I have... I Okay, what, because, so, wait, wait, no, okay no. so I've played guitar with Glenn Tilbrook. But beyond that... I should be the one who's gotten to have all the interviews with <laughs> all the interviews ever. <laughs> and, okay, and who does Amy Mann follow? You. I'm saying. No. So. Just because you have books, man. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're sitting here on this table. I know. Because I was I'm just talking right to Ed la- the, uh, earlier this week about Sweets from a Stranger, nice. but um, oh, and speaking of your the same week this goes up, your. Uh, East Side Story is going to go up too. Uh, it's double the Jason. Double the Jason. It's 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 you know, double your fork buddies, which is like four fork buddies. Uh, <laughs> it's not like four fork buddies. It is four fork buddies. It's it's a lot of forking. It's it's like know. it's like a double mint commercial, but replace twins with us. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, back to... <laughs> anyway, check so, out Album Infinitum. It's yes, a good trip. Actually, you should. And that's the one where Jared plays guitar. I do. It's the only one because recording them here have been at times when I couldn't really play. Um, but I, I, had, I honestly had a lot of fun on that one. That was... That was uh, it was a blast talking about the album. It was a blast getting the the old guitar and and playing some riffs on there and yeah it was fun it was a lot of fun so for those of you who like crossovers that's right yeah super crossover yep uh speaking of which so Endgame had Hawkeye and of course he and also it's kind of similar to where he um like he gets very angry yeah and um, kind of sort of like Eleanor, I guess, a little bit too. Just very. He's like Eleanor turned up to eleven. Yeah, if Eleanor had sword skills <laughs> and, and bow and arrow skills, skills. yeah, yeah, and archery skills, skills, I guess for for people who are in it. I am digging your socks, sir. Those are some very Michael socks. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Oh, I tell you about socks. <laughs> I can't take credit for these socks, though. These were a gift from the from the wife. Yes, Kristen, our uh, original fork boy. Yep, yep, yep. One of our main champions. Yep. Uh, basically, Jason's home wife. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did suggest. I, I did jokingly suggest that you and Jared should go see Endgame because Kristen can go with me because both of our kids were sick. You know what? And I said, you should go with Jared. My two wives should go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, Anyhow. Yeah. Do we want to go down the roster here? A little bit. A little bit, but I don't want to go, like, like too into it. I I do think that there is a direct parallel, direct, well... Maybe a direct perpendicular, a direct comparison that can be made between Doug Forsett and Thanos, though. Okay. Because they each have very, very 
you know, set ideas of what the world should be and how it functions. Mm -hmm. They both have systems. Um, I can see Hawkeye being kind of the, of the Eleanor, um, you know, basically Eleanor, if, if Eleanor didn't cry into a plunger. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, clearly, I mean, there's anyone could, there are a few people who could fall into the Eleanor. It could be Iron Man. It could be it could be Tony Stark. It could be Okay, I'm gonna argue though that Tony Stark is a little bit more of the uh Tahani. Yeah, I guess in attitude, but yeah ultimately um when it comes to someone making a sacrifice It's yeah, then he's more Eleanor. Yeah. It's it's like Eleanor saying that she didn't pass her test. Mm-hmm. Kinda. So it could be Tony, it could be, um, it could be Natasha, Black. Okay. Widow. Yeah. Um, it, there are a number of people who could easily be your, could easily be your Eleanor, who keeps the keeps the gang together. Sure. And well, from that standpoint, she's definitely Natasha. Yeah. Yeah. So. I am thinking that Captain America is the cheaty of the group. Oh yeah, super cheaty. Mm-hmm. He's like, but what about moral, you know, moral uh, philosophy? And God, you know, but basically, I would, I, I think that Captain America would have trouble choosing the the brown hat or the white hat. Yes, <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, because he's very. The thing I like about Captain America, and I guess the thing I like about any fictional character other than Cheaty, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like your Ron Swanson, sure. is that they look at, uh, have a very black and white view. And when someone disrupts that view, there really isn't a gray area for them. Like you see that in Winter Soldier. Um, yeah. yeah. You see that. Uh, you definitely see that in Civil War. Yeah, oh, yeah, for um, sure. And even in. Uh, Infinity War, like, we're not gonna, like, blow Vision up. Right, yeah. Like, he has just his right to... Like, yes, he very much stands his ground on this is this is what's right. I mean, we're gonna blow the F out of Wakanda, but you know what? Vision's gonna stick around. To the point where, you know, I think in that case, Tony Stark, if we're going to Infinity War, Tony Stark is Michael. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Shit. He's Michael in this one, too. He solved the trolley problem. He did. He sacrificed himself. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. He did. Damn. See what you did there? I do. (laughs) That was the good comparison. Yeah. I see what you did there, Jared. (laughs) That's wild. I hadn't even thought about that. He, He... Tony Stark did the trolley problem. So, within Thor P. Jason. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Thor is Jason. The big Thorbowski. <laughs> I loved it so much. <laughs> I loved it. It was so great. <laughs> I was there in the theater. I was like, he's totally being Lebowski. And then Tony Stark is like, easy Lebowski. And I'm like, yeah, he gets it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was, that was delightful. That was utterly delightful mm. to see like when 
like the whole thing of I loved fucking loved the arc of Bruce Banner slash Hulk and him getting to kind of like meld the two and be you know at ease and be kind of cool and and then them going to to kind of get Thor and Thor being like falling to pieces yeah he's just yeah that was great I, I felt and I felt more I felt a lot um, about more sympathy towards Thor uh, the second time around mm-hmm. um, simply because he has lost both of his parents and lost Jane though I mean what do you really lose there <laughs> <laughs> but he and he had a chance to he had that chance to to sit to kill Thanos and yeah. he didn't get the right spot. Yeah. That was I point to my head. Yes. Um, which is great for podcasting. Yes. <laughs> so um I feel like that yeah uh, it's earned. Like his depression <laughs> It is, but <laughs> his whining, taking it to that level, that was that was something. Yeah, that was. And something. they couldn't just have him be mopey Thor. They had to. It was good though. It was the thing is that the this is where the ensemble, uh, the whole ensemble thing about this film played into his favor as far as being that character mm-hmm. because he was pretty one dimensional. It was pretty sad, Zach. If he had had to carry the film being that way. It wouldn't have worked. No. But you had enough people to balance it out. Yeah, and then you also have, like, Bruce coming in there and being like, you know, you save me, I'm going to save you. Yeah. And that's something, that's an Eleanor thing, that's a cheaty thing, that's a... Yeah. Like, all for one, one for all. Um, I'm thinking, as as we're, as we're you know, kind of figuring out how spot on I am with, with comparisons of, of Avengers to characters in The Good Place... That um, I'm seeing the more enlightened, you know, post post snap Hulk as Janet. Yes, yes, I can see this. He's kind of the Janet. He's not a Hulk. He's not a Bruce Banner. He's just him. Just like Janet's not. She's not a woman. A not a robot. Yeah, not a girl, not a robot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Very nice. So the only... All right. We've actually done pretty well so far. Yeah. If Again, to recap, folks, to recap, Thanos is Doug Forsett mm-hmm. on a, a really bad day. If he'd mm-hmm. gotten... So, if he'd had a bad trip, that would have been Doug Forsett. Yeah. You've got... Eleanor as part, uh, what do we say? Part Hawkeye, part uh, part Tony. Part Tony. I'm actually more towards Tony on this one. She's a little more Tony. Yeah. I'm a but Tony. no, no, because Michael is Tony. That's right. Oh yeah, that's right. Michael's Tony. Michael is definitely Tony with the trolley problem, the self sacrifice. Yeah. Definitely Tony. So that 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 keeps Eleanor pretty much in the Hawkeye camp. A uh, mix of Hawkeye and and uh and Natasha. Yeah. Black Widow. Mm-hmm. She's she's kind of a mix of those two. Uh we've got Tahani as 
Who did we say Tahani was? Oh. Have we said it to Honey? I don't yet? think we mentioned. Okay, we'll get to it to Honey. Uh, Chidi is Captain America. Yes. And we already said Michael is Tony Stark. Would Would uh, Ant Man be Tahani? Ant Man's a little Tahani. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. You cracked it. Ant Man is Tahani. Because only Tahani would come up with the time heist. <laughs> Well, and it's also and, and brag it's, about like, and she'd be the one to brag about. Well, I fought with Captain America. Yeah, she'd be <laughs> the one asking for the selfie with the kids. And, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 Absolutely. <laughs> Take the goddamn phone. <laughs> yeah, they don't want it. Yeah, they don't want it. Yeah. Um. So yes, Tahani is Ant Man. Well done, sir. That's why I'm your co-host. So, so we've cast the main people. Uh-huh. Do we see any parallels with Nebula? That would be Sean. No. No. You I disagree. Okay. I don't see it as Sean. Because Nebula has some redemption. Mm-hmm. You know, um, she's actually already swung over onto the good side. Yep. So I don't see her as, as, the, uh, as Sean. So Nebula, Nebula, Nebula. I don't know. Um... I can't think of anything at the moment that would be okay. I'm not seeing a parallel for Nebula either. Yeah. Do we see Nebula is any... more there for a plot device anyway? Yeah, I, I like her arc though. I like her arc, but you have to. Keep, well, so there's um, we're gonna go. Uh, if you don't mind, we're gonna go a side hustle to time travel land. We're gonna back to the future. This shit. Well, no, uh, I, yeah. I, I, I'm hesitant to do go in the back to the future shit, but okay. I have some questions. One of them is how how ten year old or 2014 Nebula or 2012 Nebula, fuck the year. <laughs> <laughs> Guardians Nebula, of the Galaxy Nebula, yeah. like Guardians of the Galaxy One Nebula. How how her, the old Nebula is able to somehow connect with the new Nebula? Um, that, I that was a device of convenience. Yeah, Suddenly was, she had a Wi-Fi uplink or something. I don't know what the fuck. Because, I mean, let's face it, like they needed to bring... Someone had to make Thanos aware of the plan. There was that, because Thanos is inevitable. Yes. Um, the other thing is, um, and I just kind of noticed it again as we were watching the Spider-Man trailer before we went on mic. Yes. So... Um, Ant-Man's daughter mm-hmm. got older. She did. And um, uh, Peter, Peter's friend from school, uh-huh. they all stayed the same age. Well, because they were not, they were snapped yes. out. They were snapped out, yeah. So I'm, I'm curious, like, did everyone in his class get snapped out? It's a good question. Because they all look the same age. They all MJ's the there, yeah. All of that. Like, all how does that work? Like, age. how, like... It's a good question. I thought about that, too. I'm like, going, this is like, like, how is Peter still the same age and Hitman's star is five years older? Well, I mean, I guess if you're she looking... she was like six. So the <laughs> thing is that also some of the people in that high school have to have been snapped out of existence. Yeah. They had to have been. The fact that 
Spider-Man's entire posse? Not? It's a little dicey there. Yeah. A little dicey. Um, I mean, the kid from... The bully from Grand Budapest Hotel... Uh, I mean, he could have been snapped out and just stayed snapped. <laughs> the bully from Grand Budapest Hotel? Oh, no, he's the bully in the first Spider-Man, but he's... He's the kid. He's the bellhop. He's in, the bellhop in Grand Budapest. Yeah, Chicago. okay. All right. I was like, I don't think he was a bully in Grand Budapest. No, he was the hero. He was. Uh, I love that movie. I love that movie so much. That was that was a movie for me that brought me back to Wes Anderson because I was, I was out at Darjeeling Limited. I was kind of back in at, uh, at uh, Moonrise Kingdom. And then I was fully back on board with with Grand Budapest. And then he went ahead and made Isle of Dogs. Which I haven't seen yet. Okay. Still haven't seen it. Prepare to be... Disappointed? Underwhelmed? Underwhelmed. Underwhelmed. I would say underwhelmed. Don't be disappointed. (sighs) Be underwhelmed. That's too bad. That's too bad. Um, So, but... All right, okay, so... I would agree that Nebula doesn't really have a good place comparison. No. Does anybody else have a good place comparison? Is John Favreau's character the gatekeeper in? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, the Michael Malley role. Yeah, which we can't really talk about because it's season three. But I'm thinking he's the Michael Malley role. Yeah, and. I'm thinking, yeah, you, you have a point there. I'm also thinking, again, not getting to... They hinted at season two that they've gone back to where they originally started to change their... Mm-hmm. Which is sort of like going back to that time travel concept. <coughs> uh, it is. It is. It's, it's, it's actually... That's another good comparison is that they have gone... They're back on Earth. They're, they've got their kind of do-over... But in this case, they're not technically aware of it, uh-huh. even as Michael is, well, as Michael's doing Michael, we'll, we'll just say. We, actually, from the end of season two, we know about some of his nudges. Yes. We know that he nudges Eleanor towards Chidi. Mm-hmm. You know, he plays Sam alone again for a little bit, and he gets Eleanor nudged towards, towards Chidi. So that's good. Um, in that, you know... He's kind of. It's kind of not unlike again Tony Stark talking to his own dad. Yeah. Back in the fifties. I hadn't thought about that till just now. That was the sound. If you're not aware of, you know, really like keeping your ears out for it, dear podcast listeners, of a light bulb going off in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, you should have seen it, guys. It was, it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like lights were a little brighter. It was. It was something. I had to wear shades. <laughs> it was so. The future was so bright that you had to <laughs> wear shades. Um. It, oh, side note: my level of drunkenness is now like paralleling the last episode of James Bonding. <laughs> Have you not listened to it yet? They finally aired the cocktail episode. Oh, no. (laughs) I am right now Matt Gorley. (laughs) Did Matt Gorley get drunk? Gorley got 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 pretty drunk. He got a little (laughs) soused, yeah. 
Uh, anyway, it made for some compelling podcast listening. Oh so I'm gosh. hoping as I edit this this weekend that I will also agree that it makes for some compelling podcast uh, <laughs> I know. I thought about bringing some beers over too. Uh, you're welcome to have one, but you got to drive back. Yeah, so. that's true. And so, um, Next time. Next time. When we do our – start doing our little – you know what we could do a good place cocktail party oh that would be so fun so the concept since you haven't listened to it yet i'm not going to give anything away you got to listen to it though they're they just basically the constants are matt and matt obviously but they've got people going back and forth are they doing just like in and out and they're just they're talking about so all of the cocktails are james bond themed so we would have to get somebody to make cocktails that are the good place themed oh well there's only one really signature cocktail that's only girl margaritas oh yes yes (laughs) but uh, they they go further they make like a moonraker cocktail based like there's there's one called the tickle my tchaikovsky It's great. We could do this. We could make this happen. I'm saying, and we could have we could have all sorts of people like coming and going, and it could be just a brilliant train wreck. So is it? And when the people are coming and going, are they actual people or is it the voices that Gourley does? No. Well, there there are a couple of voices. There, there's Gourley doing his really bad Cary Grant, and then there's James Bladen doing his really good Cary Grant. Uh-huh. Um, uh, you know, so this, so there's stuff like that, but no, there's actual people like uh, there's they they put out an open call to anybody who's been on the show, past, present, you know, uh, to kind of come through and hang out as long as they wanted to, and but the only constants are the mats, yeah, Matt and Matt, Matt and Matt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so so there's that, um, and it's 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 just I'm enjoying it so far. Okay. I'm gonna start listening to it though when we leave. Until until you get Stitcher Premium, you only get hour one. It went for two hours. Oh jeez. <laughs> I'm listening to hour two right now. It's <laughs> fantastic. Um But anyway, so to, to get back to get back to, to kind of what we were talking about. Now I'm struggling to find comparisons to bad place characters in Endgame. Would, well, you have Am Scott's character. Um, who could he be? I I just don't think like they're... The children of Thanos are like, you could interchange them with anyone. You could, yeah. Um, Like, creepy soldier girl, Carrie Coon. She's played by Carrie Coon in the movie. Yeah. Uh, who's in Fargo, and I just know her from Gone Girl and The Leftovers. Okay. Um, and then I don't know who plays creepy needle dude. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not seeing it. It's, it's unfortunately, that's kind of where it breaks down for me, is that the Thanos crew is just so much more evil than the Bad Place crew. Well, yeah. <laughs> Well, largely because it's a sitcom versus a, a, a more serious action film. But um, do we have a judge in this? <laughs> so I say, wouldn't Thanos be the judge? I think we need to keep yeah. Thanos as Doug Forsett. Yes. Uh, man. Oh, no. Oh, Red Skull. Who? 
Yeah, that's that's dead on. Yeah, with uh, the Soul Stone. That is dead on. Well done. So, which um, thinking about that today, um, like it didn't, it didn't break my heart in Infinity War when Thanos throws Gamora over. And it didn't really do it for me because either. I kind of knew like somehow they'd figure a way out. Uh, but it did break my heart when it was Natasha. Yeah. That was like, well, and, and also full disclosure, this is largely based on the fact that I have had a long standing crush on Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, that means she's gone from the franchise. Well, they're Scojo. making a, a standalone movie about her. Okay. They actually, so they're doing that, but her character is definitely gone. Yeah. I'll... There's no coming back from that. They'll figure out a way, man. I well, I don't know. How I say do that it. I'm saying that about a fucking comic book movie. I'm like, yeah. oh, there's no way. There apparently, I'm doing also like a weird hick Irish action. Oh, there's no way. There's no way they can come back from from Natasha going over the edge. Not happening. Are you like school groundskeeper <laughs> Willie? <laughs> ah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Scottish people (laughs) and Irish people. (laughs) Ah. You're from North Kilttown. I'm from North Kilttown. You you sound like Sean Connery after he's thrown back like eight martinis. Oh, let me have a look at you. Uh, oh. Such a good episode. <laughs> oh. It's it's the Grease episode. Have you uh, ever seen the Grease episode? I'm sure I have. It's when <laughs> I actually watched another episode of the new stuff. Okay, but we're going back to the Grease episode okay. for just a sec because we've gotten off on Groundskeeper. Well, no, nobody's gotten off on Groundskeeper Willie. <laughs> we've gone off on Groundskeeper Willie. There's, and I don't remember exactly how it goes, uh, other than Homer sees that somebody's like collecting and selling grease. And he's like, well, grease is worth money? Then my arteries are clogged with liquid gold. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, And so he goes into the grease collecting business, of course, with Bart. He pulls him out of school to do it. Of course. Um, and Bart's like, we got to do like one last big score. He's like, the grease traps in the school cafeteria have got to have just tons of grease, right? So they go and they're trying to do this grease heist, like one last grease heist. And groundskeeper Willie stumbles upon it. And that's where Homer's like, you know, trying to be like, oh, I'm Scottish too. I'm from North Kilttown. And then Homer's like, oh, there is no North Kilttown. Why? You're not Scottish at all. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and groundskeeper Willie's like, ah, you're daft, man. And then he notices the grease being pumped out of the, out of the school cafeteria. He's like, and he's like, ah, my retirement grease. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good episode. Such so good, so good. 
Anyway, where were we? Uh, or where weren't we? Where weren't we? Uh, you did your... Okay. Uh, did Groundskeeper Willie. It's running back. We're trying to look for... Oh, the bad place people. Yeah. I don't see any bad place people in this. No, because, because the bad people are too bad. They are bad. So there and they're the, also surprisingly one-dimensional, too. Well, the, well, there's Jeff, the fire guy. He could be like one of... Sure, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to the gym. Um, yeah. Uh, there, I'm sure there's an I'm going to the gym guy in there somewhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, they're just... there's The thing is that this was a film that had a lot of people to focus on. And I thought for for that it did remarkably well. Yeah, um, it did like it was basically some Paul Thomas Anderson level shit. Oh god, it was Magnolia, <laughs> the Magnolia of the MCU. I'm saying, I um, I think this was inspired by like I had this idea like a year ago. I and I don't know how we would even pull it off, but it'd be fun to do like a parody trailer <laughs> of like. The swirling camera and I was have us up like at each character like I'm Peter Parker, <laughs> I'm Tony Stark, mm-hmm. and, like, and just kind of talk you know and have like a Ricky J type voice, like narrate it's like this cannot be coincidence. Please tell me this of all the things just... this cannot be coincidence. Yeah. Meanwhile, Amy Mann plays. <laughs> yes. Oh, can you imagine? Can you imagine if Save Me was playing over the Iron Man death? <laughs> Something like that of that caliber? Oh, my God. It would have just been unstoppable tears. Mm. Just fucking bawling. I was surprised they got Rolling Stone. Well, the soundtrack, what they had Rolling Stones, they mm-hmm. had Traffic, mm-hmm. they had. They had the Kinks, right? I thought they did. I was going to. I tried to confirm if it was a kink song or not. It was a kink song. Because yeah. I was going to like, spoiler alert, Ed Nass. Like, <laughs> the kinks are in your shock. Yeah. No, the, the kinks got in there. Yeah. yeah. So because that's when they go to um, new Asgard. Yeah. 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 So uh, it surprised me how, like, well, it doesn't, well, I mean, the Russo brothers obviously have great taste. Yes. Yes. Very so. much so. You know, and I liked I, I liked the transitioning, you know, of passing the mantle of Thor, of passing the mantle of Captain America. Mm-hmm. I, I liked that. It's 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 definitely letting us know we're opening the gateway to a more diverse MCU, it, which will be nice. It um it made me cry both times when he passed it to Hawkeye. Uh, it's not Hawkeye. I knew it was coming. It oh, was, not Hawkeye. Um, um, Falcon. Falcon. Yes. Uh, yeah. It it. it I knew it was coming anyway. Because it's old Captain. Yeah. He was, yeah, it was great. It was great. I, that whole thing of him just not coming back, and then they're like, look, he's over there. He's over there. I'm like, oh, no. But I knew it was coming because we we knew that there were some people that were not coming back. Their contracts were done. Robert Downey Jr. wasn't coming back. Uh, Chris Evans wasn't coming back. Apparently, uh... Uh, Helmsworth isn't coming back or Hemsworth whatever I think yeah well of course the credits were inspired by Star Trek 6 <laughs> yeah yeah with the signatures mm-hmm. yes 
Yeah, I liked that. That that was a good nod. That was a good nod. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were also talking about the time travel element. Did that make any lick of sense to you with the, the way with the explain. pin particles? The, the pin particles aren't so much, but the um, like it'll be five minutes for us, but like five years for whatever. Yeah, yeah I got okay. It was okay. more the. The future, like when you go into the past, you don't change your future. That is your future. Everything that I have ever read in science fiction about time travel is that anything you do in the past will alter your future. Mm-hmm. So that did not make sense to me. No, And then when Tilda Swinton attempted to explain it to yeah. um, Hulk, mm-hmm. uh, the, um, to Hulk, Bruce Banner... Are we supposed to call him Hanner? Or Brolk? <laughs> I it didn't make a lick of sense to me. Yeah. Um, I wonder if that I started thinking too, like since they're changing since Eleanor and Chidi and all of them are essentially changing mm-hmm. everything by being alive. Uh-huh. Like is it gonna alter anyone else's future? That's and a good it kinda question. does and it kinda does in the beginning of season three they touch on that. Which we can't touch on. Well, the one thing we can touch on is this. Is it, it, it's not a spoiler because it really happened. Mm-hmm. The Jaguars got good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Fair but enough. We can say that. Okay. Um, you can say that. I, can I was say not that. following football at all. Sometimes, you know, it, it, was, it was literally art, life imitating art. <laughs> <laughs> It was like Jason was at the controls of the Jaguars. Yes. It was like he was playing Madden. <laughs> but, you know. But he was playing the Jaguars. Yes. Yeah. So uh, so I kind of thought about that a little bit with the Supreme one. and Which, mm-hmm. um, oh, also, by the way, I watched Suspiria. <laughs> yeah. And? Um, as batshit crazy, dude. But good? I liked it a lot. You would not, as a horror. How's the Tom York soundtrack? Soundtrack is amazing. Tilda Swinton plays not one, but two, but I believe three roles in it. No kidding. She's very diverse in a mm-hmm. Kate Blanchett sort of way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually like Dakota Johnson in this. Oh. Um, keep in mind, I've not seen any Fifty Shades. Nor have I. No, movies. And I think I've seen like maybe one or two movies where she's actually in something. But she is, she's really good. Yeah. Okay. Um, I need to see the bad times at the El Royale or whatever. Oh yeah, I do too. Yeah, um, but um, it is for one, it's an hour longer than the original. It's a two and a half hour movie. Okay. Um, there are parts of it that are shocking. I made the mistake of watching it while I was eating. <laughs> okay. Um, but I enjoyed it. Um, a lot. And I don't know if you're familiar with the director, Luca. I'm not even going to pronounce his Italian last name. Okay. But he did Call Me By Your Name. Oh, yeah, yeah, Okay. And I really, really, really like that movie. And it kind of has a similar structure where for about two hours, like, it's a, you know, this nice movie, except and then, like, in the last half an hour, it kind of hits you. 
think where, where they're going with this. Okay. Suspiria is a lot like in that structure, except it's a horror element. And the thing that keeps you going is like, what the fuck's going on? Mm. Um, I, I feel like I could recommend it to you, but I know you wouldn't like it because it's horror. It's, it's straight up horror. It's straight up horror. I'm very specific about my horror because I don't like gruesome horror. Yeah. Parts of it are terribly gruesome. Okay. And it just gets, I am going to go see that Jim Jarmusch zombie movie though. Uh, how can I not? I, I, I don't even, I wouldn't even classify that as horror. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's almost more like a, a, a an, an Edgar Wright, uh, you know, Shaun of the Dead kind of thing. It's like, um, bad comparison, but it's like, or what we do in the shadows. Yeah. Not even that. It's like, um, a link layer movie, but with zombies. <laughs> But that's a bad comparison because Jarmish is clearly his own thing. Oh yeah, but but that cast though. I know Bill Murray, Tom Waits, Iggy Pop. Uh, 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 yeah, those are just the ones I can remember. Yeah, and it's not. And I think it's funny that people are. Well, it's not like. Oh, Murray and what's his name? Uh, 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 Kylo Ren. Oh, Adam Driver. Yeah, and. It's not like Murray hasn't played like a zombie before. I really well, like te- Zombie Land. Well, technically, he wasn't a zombie. He was not. <laughs> they just killed Bill Murray. Oh. You ever uh, kill Bill Murray? I'm a fucking stone. If anybody's going to do it, and if anybody's going to be like, you killed Bill Murray, it's going to be Woody Harrelson. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually I haven't seen it. I might not have seen that since the theater, but I I loved that movie. I thought that was a great film. I think it's they're making a sequel, and it's this far removed from it. That was like a good ten years ago, right? Yeah, but it's streaming everywhere, dude. Someone's gonna like come across it. Yeah, they keep talking about making another Austin Powers. Really? Yeah, but they went downhill so quickly. I don't think I've even seen Goldmember. That was the last one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Goldmember's good for the first and last 15 minutes. That's the one that has Michael Caine in it, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Haven't seen it. uh, Goldmember isn't bad. Actually, I don't know if I've seen... Okay, so Goldmember is also the one that has Beyonce, right? Yeah. Okay, so I've seen seen the original. I've seen Spy Who Shagged Me. You haven't... Oh, you've seen Spy Who Shagged Me? Yeah, I have. Yeah. And you've seen the original? Yeah, I've seen the original. You've just not seen Goldmember? I have not seen Goldmember. Okay. I don't know. It seems like Mike Myers ought to either just do some more serious stuff or just quit. He, uh, I like, I actually watched the gong show because of him. The gong show? Yeah. So they brought that back. uh, Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a huge Mike Myers fan. Okay. I, um, I, there's some, I have some beloved Mike Myers films, I think. So I made an ex murderers. Fantastic. Oh my gosh. It's like, Head, pants, new. <laughs> it's like Sputnik. <laughs> He's gonna cry in his big pit. <laughs> yes. Uh, um. Plus, I just like uh, Brenda Fricker as his mom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um. And it's one of the few things you can like Nancy Travis in too. I. Yeah, I, I can't think of a movie. Well, I haven't seen like, I haven't seen her a lot lately. Yeah. But I, obviously, Wayne's World, Wayne's World 2. Sure. Wayne's World 2, of course, not as good as Wayne's World right. 1. But it has some good moments. And then So I Marry X Murder is pretty much, I think, 
That's Peak Myers. Peak Myers. Yeah. Um, I like him in Mystery Alaska. He's like a commentator. I don't think I've seen that one. That's the uh, hockey one. Yeah. Uh, Russell Crowe's in it. Yeah. Oh, uh, I think the first Austin Powers is pretty good. Yeah. And I like all the Austin Powers ones just because, A, it's so the clearly... Pastiche. Well, I mean, it's so clearly like a love letter to Bond. Yeah. And it's also to the 60s version of Casino Royale. Oh, yeah. Um, Very much so. And, David Niven and all that, yeah. And then... And it has Elvis Costello. Yes. Um, on a bus with Burt Bacharach. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's all that. And then I mean, he kind of went goofy for a while. I don't... The Guru? I didn't see... I, I've seen Love Guru. I, I haven't watched it since it first came out. He I tried don't... to go serious. He did uh, Studio 54. He's okay in that. Yeah. The movie itself is not, not great. Not yeah. good because yeah. and that has nothing to do with him. Right. Has to do with script, Harvey Weinstein. Uh, it's also like he doesn't really need to do anything though. He should be choosy about what he does. He should be. But well, I think he is. I think but I think what people have said about him is that he is very passionate. Okay. And, and things that have to be his way. Sure. So that's why Shrek has a Scottish accent. Uh, is because he felt like this is like I can make him sound like me, but it's not going to make him any. So he insisted that he has a Scottish accent. Yeah. I don't like, I haven't watched The Love Guru. I don't remember kind of like going, well, it wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but he kind of has been popping up here and there, like in. Inglorious Bastards and but he did a like a revival of the um, of the gong show okay and he isn't playing Mike Myers he's playing like this really bad British TV host <laughs> okay um, and that's the gag is it's meh like you know it's Mike Myers okay but he's playing like this character who supposedly is like he's playing a character who's introducing these really people doing really gross shit gotcha okay <laughs> and the panel is all in on the joke okay uh, and the panel's usually like will arnett kim uh ken jong your 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 c-list celebrities who will do anything for money sure um and i think will arnett produced it and now he's he's did uh, that Supermensch documentary. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I really liked. Um, because um, you get to learn more about who Alice Cooper is. Right. I, I think he's sort of mounting a comeback. They might... They talk about doing another Austin Powers. Mm-hmm. They talk about doing another Wayne's World. He just needs to do something different at this point. Mm-hmm. He needs to come back not on an old franchise. Yeah. But that was that one. That was that was the Myers digression with Jason and Jerry. Yes. <laughs> um, so if you're doing a podcast about the films of Mike Myers, other podcasters have me on. Uh-huh. Have a good conversation. <laughs> Can we call it Oscar Myers? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we're done, folks. That's it. 
No, but we should we should start to wrap it up. So yes. was there was there anything else in in Endgame with regards to the good place that you thought we should talk about? Well, I mean, there's like as we mentioned before, there are people doing sacrifices. Like, what do we owe each other? Yes. Yeah, and that's your. There's a lot of philosophy to it. I, th- I feel like there's more nihilism to it, though. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. It's not. You know, say what you will about the tenets of the bad place, but at least it's an ethos. <laughs> um, and Thanos clearly believes in nothing. Thanos is like, I snap my fingers, half the population is gone. I don't care which half. Well, it's funny is that in Infinity War, I mean, he does have that Doug Forsett, like, this is my plan, mm-hmm. I'm execute it. Um, I believe in the system. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, and th- th- he thinks it's brilliant because it's random. Mm-hmm. And I think you kind of, it makes him almost sympathetic. Sure. Um, to some degree. To some degree. Yeah. Um, whereas clearly in this one, he realizes, God, that was a really dumb idea, eliminating <laughs> half of you. Yeah. You think like you all be grateful for what I did. And he goes like, well, I'm just going to kill all of us. And then bring back some people who have no idea what I did. Yep. Yeah. So and none of them will know. Yep. So so he's obviously going to give everyone the whole Earth a reboot. Yeah. 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 So. Yep. So because yeah. he realized that the first plan didn't work, mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're going to snap it and reboot it again. Yep. And um, they take him down. Yep. Uh, I so. We got a lot of sacrifices. We mentioned that. Mm-hmm. The reboots. The only other thing that... Um, it's a big trolley problem in yeah. this movie, too. Um, the only other thing that bugged me about the movie that had nothing to do with Good Place mm-hmm. whatsoever was Captain Marvel is not in it. Like, no more than maybe 20 minutes. It seems like she should be in it more. It does seem like it, but... They also had real limitations. They were obviously paying service to people who were leaving. Yeah. Who weren't going to come back. And Captain Marvel was coming back. We know Doctor Strange is coming back. You know, even Ant-Man didn't get a ton of time, and we know he's coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we know there's going to be more Spider-Man. Yeah. So they really focused on the people who were going away. Mm-hmm. They focused on Robert Downey Jr. They focused on Chris Evans. They focused on... On uh, Chris Hemsworth, they focused on... Oh, that's the other thing. There's a Hemsworth brother. <laughs> in the movie? No, well, in the movie, the Hemsworth oh, well, brother's no, Chris. Comp- yes, com- in comparing to, yeah. But yes. there's the Hemsworth brother in Good Place. Yes, the less successful. Like the fourth one. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, the Tahani equivalent of the of the uh, Hemsworths. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just, um, yeah, I wish there, and from what I understood, they filmed um, Brie Larson's parts for Avengers Endgame before she even started filming Captain Marvel. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. So I'm like, obviously there's like a time crunch. Well, did they come back and, and, and film the haircut parts later? Who's to say? I don't know. Um... There, I, there was a lot of stuff I liked. I, you know, I'm sure I will figure out its flaws the more distance I have from it. Um, but it was a, it was a pretty spot on movie, and yeah. to tackle what it did, it was pretty impressive. I thought. 
I thought so too. So I, having seen it the second time, I thought the only flaws I saw were a, there's um, not enough Captain Marvel and the um, and the time travel just seemed a little dicey. It, it was dicey. There should have been more change in the future. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did some serious. They did some serious uh, messing around in the past. And despite what they said, I subscribe to that philosophy of time travel that if you mess around in the past, like if you step on a butterfly, your your days are numbered Mm -hmm. (laughs) in the future. So, And also, Robert Redford's not final was... It was supposed to be the old man and the gun, and he was in this. It was nice to see him. It was like, oh, hey, it's Robert Redford. He's back. Mm-hmm. So I I'm a huge Robert Redford fan. As you should be. As as far as like the that era of filmmaking, he and Paul Newman are just like at the top of my list. But mm-hmm. you know, I agree. I, Paul Newman, especially seventies Paul Newman. Oh yeah. Um, well, and even some later Paul Newman, for instance, Hutsucker Proxy. Yes, I was going to say Hutsucker Proxy, but there's also. The fucking verdict. The verdict, yeah. Um, there's. I like Nobody's Fool. Yeah. And yeah, I yeah. Felt Seymour yeah. And Bruce Willis. And, yeah. Um, but uh, he was um, in that movie Blaze with the stripper. Oh, Color Money. Oh, Color Money, yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, but also. The 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 Sting, yeah, uh, Cool Hand Luke, uh, Butch Cassidy, you know, with featuring both Redford and Newman, and well, Sting also did, but um, yeah, that man, that man had a presence. Have you ever had seen Slap a Shot? presence? Uh, I've seen it on the shelf somewhere. I've not watched it. Okay, not a big hockey movie guy, it, the, or a sports movie guy in general. I guess it's um, but you like um. You've seen like Major League and stuff, right? I've seen Major League, yeah. yeah. And you like Major League, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think of this as like um, hockey's version of Major League, but like really crude and funny. Well, and that would have come out years before Major League. Yeah, too. yeah. Major League time. definitely took a few pages from the slap shot book. Okay, I, I would enough. recommend it even to to people who don't like sports movies or sports. I actually like going and watching hockey, so. but uh, yeah. All right. Cool beans, man. So, again, we're going to take a week break. And I believe when we come back, we're doing Defending Your Life. I think so. The Albert Albert Brooks classic, Meryl Streep, Rip Torn. Fucking great movie. So, if you're listening to this now and you've never seen the film before we talk about it in two weeks, rent, watch, buy something, Defending Your Life. It's... uh... It's available on, on the Amazons and the iTunes is. Uh, I don't know if it's streaming anywhere else. I don't know either. I have a DVD copy. That's what I'm going to be watching. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just it's such a great film, such a great film, and definitely, definitely some good place comparisons. Oh yeah. So we're going to keep it going over the summer. Uh, as was mentioned off mic, if anybody doesn't know, it's Summer Jared. <laughs> Summer Jared! 
But yeah, thanks for listening, Fork Buddies. You know, hit us up on the uh, on the old social media, the old Patreon, the old uh, you know whatever the Twitters, all that stuff. Email us what the Fork Pod at Gmail. Leave us a review. This was a lot of fun. Yep. Thanks, Jason. It was good to see you again. Nice seeing you, Jared. All right. Summer Jared. <laughs> Take it sleazy. <laughs> Take it sleazy. <laughs>